once you have a man with no legs, you never go back, baby. Welcome back to the Trading Places Minute. This is the podcast where we discuss the film Trading Places one minute at a time. I am Tom Taylor, and I am joined by my friend Mike, Mike DiMaria. Hello, Mike. Hello, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. All right. And I hope Dan is too, Dan Lewis, our other friend. Oh, yeah, doing just fine. Yeah, just fine. Clear. Sweet. Coming through fine. Thanks, Dimitri. Uh, We're here to discuss Minute 14 of Trading Places. This, of course, is the one that begins with the Dukes giving Lewis a cold goodbye there in the club, in the Heritage Club, and it ends with a homeless, legless man yelling at a woman for spurning his advances. Question for you Mm. before you get started. Dan made a reference to the, uh, you know, to, uh, 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 I have a stroke, (laughs) what's the name of the movie? Uh, Mm. How I Love the Bomb. I'm not going to help you. Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. Okay. Yes, no, he's it's it's psycho. No, he made the he made the reference to, you know, <laughs> to I can, you're coming in fine, Dimitri, and that just mm. I, I immediately thought, how many times do you think we've referenced that mm-hmm. over the almost eight years that we've been doing, or any other movie for that? Like, if you did you a know, search, like in all the recordings, how many just times count the number them? of episodes, and then there you go. Yeah, that's how. Well, this, right. I mean, in this meeting, in this minute right now, uh, there's a line that Mortimer has that I quote all the time. And I'm starting to realize that if if there's a quote from a movie that I know really well, and it I, this is a stupid observation, but it like kind of relates to what I'm doing in the moment, and maybe even has some of the same words, um, I will quote it all the time. Mm-hmm. Does that make that, that's kind of how that works, every right? Possible opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It would be funny either if, to myself if or to others. Slowly incorporated these over time, such that without noticing it, eventually he only spoke in movie quotes, but he just had one for every situation. I'm like 75% there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you could make a language then. Yeah, <laughs> so it's almost like My own Esperanto. Yeah. yeah. What would you call a language? I don't Tommy. know. Quote It'd have to be geez. cinema, like cinema, cine, oh, yeah. cinemantics. No, cinemantics. That's, 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 that's already been taken. Oh, is it? Cinemantics. Well, semantics. Oh, but it's, well, but, yeah, but but it's cinemantics. cinemantics. Yeah, yeah. S-I-N-E. So you're combining them. Tommy yeah. Cinemantics. It's close enough to be clever, Mike. Give yourself Cine-speak. credit. It's a portmanteau. Thanks. Cine-speak. <laughs> no, um, but no, that, in this minute, he's like, uh, for some, and I, I don't know what the situation is every day of my life where I, I, I have the urge to say, uh, it's got nothing to do with environment. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if I'm just disagreeing with somebody, does that quotes. does that pop into my head? Does it just go in there? It's got nothing to do with it. With environment. environment. Well, right off the bat, when they say that, that'll be all Winthorpe. Winthorpe is so disheartened and just like yeah. deflated. Yeah. And I and I so I went back to the scene before, and there's nothing that would lead to that reaction. I keep wondering about that too. I always trip up on that. Like like he's. he's like, it's like they just insulted him or something, but this time watching it, I'm like, Oh, okay. They were just having a nice little back and forth. Congratulations on the wedding. You're doing a good job, whatever. And they immediately okay. shut him down. And I guess that's what he's reacting to, but it does. It, it always does a seem much. a little bit like relax. Your right. business here is done. The conversation's over. Just go home. But this Launch discussion they're about to have about breeding, which is a, which is a word, which is to me is like a dog whistle word <laughs> and then environment. Yeah. Like this is like, this is a racist convert. Like he is, mm-hmm. I mean, he's almost like, this is like a Hitler from the balcony, like about breeding and or judge smells. Some people and, just don't belong. 
Right. This right. is like a very like you're getting to the point that uh, this he is he is a a Nazi esque racist because he's talking about breeding yes. or even like a purist. Like it's he, he's, yeah, a, he's like, like a Aryan purist. Yeah. Again, yeah, if you're going to be on the side of one of the Dukes, they're both kind of reprehensible. But Randolph seems to be the one who's a scientific thinker. He's uh, interested in the the nature he reads of science life and journal. humanity. He reads Science Journal. He's he's I don't know. He's maybe it's because he's got a bow tie. I don't know. But he's a little more approachable than like Mortimer is constantly yeah. like, "Shut up, money's the thing." Like they're both obviously money's the thing. But but Randolph or Mortimer actually says it more. And, uh, mm. and yeah, he's a little more like, no, 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 it's got nothing to do with environment. You know, human beings are racehorses. If the, if they, if they've got the right genealogy and the right blood that that's, that's, that's what the only thing that counts. Right. And Which as it, you know, it, is the basis of the plot of this movie. Yeah. Hmm. And they represent kind of, even though they're both stodgy old rich guys, mm-hmm. they represent two, uh, philosophical the two ends of the philosophical spectrum as far as uh nature versus nurture there's a laissez-faire kind of like listen the world's gonna have winners and it's gonna have losers and there's nothing we can do about it (laughs) right versus the uh unconstrained idea of uh if we if we just do things the right way we can improve everybody's life yeah Uh, and and um, and this there's this rising tide do you think that's at all part of Randolph's thinking that he's like, gosh, if we just figured out the right, uh, you know, if we got everybody into the right, you know, no. situation, we, we could save humanity. Cares, we could ha- I know. I think, <laughs> I think he just has his ideas about how it works. He doesn't he care, but he's just like, right. look, I'm convinced this is how it works. Exeter. Yeah. yeah. I got a friend who went to Exeter. Oh yeah. How'd that go? She's now a doctor. I think this guy yeah. might be onto something. Oh, uh, Hey, wait a minute. Was he, was yeah. he a total schlub before that? Uh, she is a lady doctor, Tom. What? And, uh, and, uh, if you're not going to be serious, I'm just going to talk to Mike. She was, she was not a told. She was a legless beggar <laughs> until someone invited her into Exeter. And then she magically turned it. Of course, these guys are both right on some level. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. If, no you, if you don't have the goods, it's not going to work no matter where you That's are. Right. But, there are a lot of people that are just not, they don't have the tools to do it. I'm sorry. Right. But, but yeah. it's, it's fewer of those people than anybody mm-hmm. wants to admit. It's also about uh, opportunities and advantages and disadvantages, etc. That's right. Didn't you see Porgy and Bess? I did not see Porgy and Bess. I've never seen Porgy and Bess. I've always wanted to see Porgy and Bess, though. But the funny thing is, is you have a beggar, (laughs) a street Mm. person who references an opera. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of these these, uh, street beggars are are talking about Gershwin. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like I would have almost expected her to say, what did you just say? Did you <laughs> reference Porgy and Bess? Yeah, on second thought. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, Maybe but I'm still not going to. Yeah. Sweetheart, come with me. <laughs> we'll listen to Beethoven's Opus 13 in C minor. Come yeah. with me. Salieri's original and then Mozart's uh, rewrite. Right. In a world um, of such imagination. <laughs> that's how it starts. Come with me. You will see. Wait, what does? I said good day. He said, come with me. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. you, we, right. either you said it or Dan said it. I thought you were saying thought, Porgy and Bess begins with that song. No. Which I doubt. One okay. of you just said, come, you with, come with me. And I said, yeah. come with me. Fizzy lifting drinks. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You get nothing. Um, I brought up, I brought up Grandpa what? Joe in a work meeting yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah? How'd that yeah. go? Did you accuse uh, of someone, I can't remember how someone we of being about, a Grandpa Joe? Just lazy Grandpa Joe. No, somebody said something about. Somebody like, said, "Hey, can I come too?" Time. And you said, "Whatever, Lazy Joe." 
Grandpa no, Joe is the Danny Noonan of that movie. <laughs> Supposed to be a good guy, but he's actually pretty terrible. Yeah. No, he's yeah. worse though. He's worse. He's worse than Noonan. I don't like he, Danny Noonan. Yeah, but 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 Grandpa Joe's laid in bed for decades while his mm-hmm. daughter. Yeah, slaved away doing the laundry. Perfectly able-bodied man with a bunch yeah. of other f- fucking freeloader and old people. Yeah, all he and had to hear minute... about was a free ticket to ride, yeah. and I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invited yeah. to the candy shop, and suddenly yeah. his legs work all great. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. Oh, I'll dancing. Get into that. This is like how yeah. kids act, you know. They won't get off the floor, and then you're like, yeah. he's like a child. I don't feel good. I can't go to school. Oh, it's a snow day! Hooray! Yay! Energy in the world. Liar. Yeah, are liars bullshit artist um is this the best uh hustle that uh eddie murphy could come up with or you know billy ray valentine that he could or or, no just like being i'll I'll pretend to be a legless homeless man (laughs) and that's how i'll spend my day and and how much money could he possibly make from that Mm. it seems like i mean you know and the cops are other avenues of the cops eyed him before he started talking to her he yeah. grabs onto her coat and is like pulling on her. <laughs> right. And nothing. The cops are like, let's wait until he does something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which one of us has not grabbed a lady's skirt, try to get her to talk to him? That is funny. But, but, how but when it goes nuts, then there's we'll be no there. way you could even, because it's, I mean, you could depict this in a movie, but that would be what the scene was about. That's it, when the, yeah, the cops would leap into action at that point. Yeah. And it yeah. would be, the scene would be about how a guy assaulted a woman. Right. <laughs> right. Just an incidental fact. And they wouldn't just let him go afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I realized when I saw this this time that I, you know, because I had gone to Philadelphia in uh, January. Oh, cool. This year, and for the first time, whatever year this is. uh, Yeah. And I saw, I saw, I uh, that very spot. I was like, oh yeah, I was. Oh, awesome. I've I've been right there. It's because it's the center square of the city. It's like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's a. I think it might even be called Center Square. But anyway, center gets the square. Where yeah, uh, Paul Lynn lives. I get the square. Bruce Valanche to the block. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me there's not a, a plaque of Paul Lynn right in the center of the square. I gotta tell you, <laughs> Philadelphia is uh, really, I have to say, kind of a, a disappointing place. I, I hope you said that a while ago. Yeah, that's, yeah, but uh, your friend, your friend is kind of skewing you a little bit. Yeah, oh, but I mean, mean, he had a point. Yeah, he's got a great point. It's just, it's in his theory, and I probably mentioned this before when I came back and then forgot, just like we forgot about the trivia that we did twice. Uh-huh. No, but um, his theory you. was that when you're in Kansas City, for instance, or Boise or somewhere else like that, you make it nice. And it's nice because you like to live there. And you, you don't like have a ton of options. We're going to move to Helena. <laughs> but in Philadelphia, <laughs> New York is an hour away. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Only people who have chosen to stay in Philadelphia live in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and have accepted the kind of just that it kind of sucks and they like it. It's got, they've got a weird pride in how much it sucks. It's their speed. And it re- reinforces it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I know I, I've been there, but not in a long, long time. So I can't really speak yeah. to it, but. Well, I sounds remember, awful. Uh, I remember, I don't know if you've seen Bill Burr's famous uh, Philadelphia rant. No. Uh, well, oh, 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 it's one of the greatest meltdowns on stage of all time. Like he, <laughs> he's getting, it's at the end of this festival and there's too many drunk people and they're booing and all that stuff. And he just starts going off on Philadelphia. 
Is he, is that where it is? Are they in Philadelphia? It's in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's like 11 minutes long. And he's like, ah, shut up. You know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to do the jokes anymore. <laughs> fuck you. You stupid, fuck you flyers. And your 76ers haven't won a fucking thing. And th- yeah, go fuck yourself. Go beat your wife. <laughs> if you fucking cheesesteak eating piece of shit, fuck you. And he goes, I got nine minutes left. I'm going to do this for nine minutes. And he goes, stupid Rocky statue. Fucking Joe Frazier grew up here. You don't have a Joe Frazier statue. You put a fake character statue up here. Fuck you and your Rocky statue and your fucking piece of shit Phillies booing Mike Schmidt. Fuck you. And he just goes off. And he goes, ah, eight minutes to go. And wow. he keeps going and he does it the whole time and it's yeah. epic. That's beautiful. It's a, one of the greatest things. And people still talk about the famous Bill Burr Philadelphia meltdown. We shall post it. Is that a, I assume that's available somewhere. It is with enhanced audio. It's not great audio, oh. but they, they fucking try to fix it to preserve okay. it. They yeah, take beautiful. it to the library of Congress for the rest of the time. Keep waiting for that inclusion. Yeah. It'll be more famous than the uh, emancipation proclamation. And, uh, the, than the uh, than the Gettysburg Address, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. six times like longer. One page. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> enough about Philadelphia, but it's yeah. fine. What happens? He grabs the one by the skirt. Hey, lady. Yeah, <laughs> we could be something. You and me. Haven't you seen Porgy uh, and Bess? And I'm sure he's about to say something even more flattering, but we'll see. Next I week. imagine Porgy and Bess has a crippled man in it. I had to look that up, and it, it does indeed. Yes, he's. I, I don't know if he has no legs but he's crippled somehow be crazy if in an opera a guy had no legs that would be yeah porgy and bess is about a it's from 1935 yeah i was that old yeah uh by george gershwin etc etc line beggar yeah porgy a disabled black street beggar living in the slums of charleston it deals with his attempts to rescue Bess from the clutches of crown her violent and possessive lover and sporting life played by uh sammy davis jr in the movie her nice. drug dealer i don't know that's all i know sporting life i could read i wonder if they use one. that as the backdrop for this little tiny scene let's do a borg a porgy and best type uh you know let's interaction every here. minute of porgy and Bess. no just that one little <laughs> tiny scene there <laughs> No more reference it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, why do, I mean, it is, we said Lewis's uh, reaction to their goodbye is a little strange. It's also strange that the second he's gone, they start talking, or at least Mortimer starts talking positively about him. Like, that guy we just gave the cold shoulder to is, is great. We're lucky to have him. Yeah, who's literally right there and can probably hear us. <laughs> he can probably hear every word I'm saying. <laughs> and I hope he knows that I love him. I just yeah. won't tell him that. And then Randolph's like, baloney. All Mortimer says is, oh, we're lucky to have him. He's doing a great job. And Randolph's like, that's bullshit. It's because he went to good schools and everything. And I'm like, well, that's, that, that's not a, you're not contradicting what Mortimer said. You're just, no. you're mad that Mortimer almost, or didn't say no. that it's because he went to a good school done? or something. You done? Are you what? done? You done? Me? Just done. Just done. It's only been uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, well, you know, no, you I mean, you're with this thought. This thought's going nowhere. <laughs> it's not my fault it's going nowhere it's actually going nowhere i'm making a good okay I, I will finish my point my point is finish it up the the, the natural conclusion of my observation is that there's a lot of dialogue in this movie like the throat clearing and forgetting who clarence beaks is there's a lot of stuff early on at least that is only there that wouldn't happen normally it doesn't make total logical conversational sense but it is there to convey yeah. information that the sure. movie needs you to know okay thank you right Clumsy. how am i doing now mike my, my, my better podcast host now. Oh, he's yeah. mad you now. Son of a bitch. 
Tom's all mad. He might get on. I'm ripping up the trivia card. Go work it off. You got a, you got some gym equipment back there. Owning a a gym. gym. Go back there and go work (laughs) it off on that. You want to lose some weight? Now I got to go work it off. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I got I have a comedy, a comedian question for Dan or not a question, but just what, what do you think of like this? uh, Is it, is it Bert Kirshner? Bert Kreischer? Kreischer, whatever the shirtless Mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then like the that's his shtick. He goes up on he's a, he's a, he goes up and without his shirt on, and like the mm-hmm. was it Tom Segura? Yeah, are they funny? Tom Segura is very funny. Okay, Bert, I think Bert Kreischer. I don't really know him that well, to be honest. He's part of that crew. There's kind of a it's a crew. That's what I'm talking crew. about. There's like a and they all have like little um, podcast Bert Kreischer, shows. Uh, Mark Norman, Sam Morell. Put a sh- but if he had a shirt on, maybe I would like, I, I don't get the. I think my, you know, it's one of those things where you know, doing this for a while now, I, you, you have to uh, find some way to be, you either have to be so funny that your, your jokes are so good that they're just, that, that it almost doesn't matter. Is it's it usually your, it's or is your it like attitude the, and yeah. your approach is what you're selling people on is you, your point right. of view, so much the jokes. Okay. You've got something and to then, say. Because, and that's why there's still, that's why we haven't run out of jokes. Otherwise we would have run out of jokes by now. Mm-hmm. I, I agree though that like when it's kind of, uh, when somebody puts on too much of a, a, uh, an affect, it's, I'm, I'm generally throw, uh, don't like it. But if the up. content, if, but it does it, the affect brings, is strengthens the, con- the content is strong on its own, but the, aff- the affect makes it diff- even more better. Yeah. That's when right. it works. Yeah, you gotta have the good stuff still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should we do trivia? Sure. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Hey! Thank you, uh, again. What debilitating disease? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you- what 1986 failed movie that you never heard of uh, stars? I don't know. Some person you never heard of. Uh, Trivial Pursuits, uh, Hollywood flicks from Hollywood 1989. Fox. That's what we call context. Thank you. Uh, what city is Burglar set in? Burglar is in italics as the title of a movie. I've never, I've, it's not Thief. It's Burglar. New York. Is there a movie called Burglar? New York is an excellent, oh, <laughs> the answer is San Francisco, which isn't, <laughs> isn't Thief set in San Francisco? Do they typo this up and put burglar instead of thief oh they might have been you know sometimes or maybe it's out where it's like two people are racing to get to a thing at the same time <laughs> right you got your burglar question my thief question you got your uh you got your platoon and full metal jacket you got yeah. your you know thief and Charlie. hamburger hill yeah and hamburger was, university was that 86 that all those movies <laughs> came out hamburger and university. burglar and burglar yeah. all together what city was the hamburger burglar? hill and you got good it. burger <laughs> Uh, oh, I know the answer to this one because I was a nerd. Uh, how many Stephen King stories are screened in Cat's Eye? As an anthology movie of Stephen King stories, I'm there are three stories in that I'm film. I'm trying to decide if I don't know or if I don't care. Sure. I mean, what it could be the, both. What, you don't you know have the, to choose. Do you know the name true. of the... Did, were they all from an anthology book, the same book? They were not. There was Quitters Incorporated, which is from the book uh, Night Shift. There was... Um, an original thing starring Drew Barrymore called Cat's Eye. Mm-hmm. And there was, oh, what was the guy asked? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a weird movie. Uh, what's his name from Airplane? 
has to walk around the edge of a building. The end. Oh, and James Woods is in the first one. Had to walk around the edge of a building. Yeah, I'll walk around the ledge at the top of a skyscraper um, to, I don't know, some mobster was making him do it. Strange movie. Strange movie. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Speaking of anthology movies, what tune plays on the radio as Twilight Zone the movie opens? I know the answer to that as well. You got Dan Aykroyd and Albert Brooks driving down a dark road. It's like a doo-wop song or an oldie or something, maybe. It is Midnight Special by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Right, damn it. Yep. Damn you. (laughs) You, you. Could have maybe gotten that. Ooh, Billy (laughs) Baru. I love that movie. Who was nominated for an Oscar the same night a horse named Jimmy Rockford paid? Seven dollars and twenty cents to place at Santa Anita. Oh, the hell kind of question is this? I mean, okay. the, of course the answer is going to be James Garner, right? Because there's oh, a whole thing Rockford. about Jimmy Rockford. Rockford Files, and it is. It's James Garner. Yeah. Good lord. What a weird nice question. Read, nice read on that one, Tommy. Thank I you. Wouldn't have gotten that. Thank you. Right, it's not just knowing stuff; it's knowing how to know stuff. Right. What movie like has Woody Allen blending in with historical personalities by means of old film clips? Bellig. That is Zelig. Yeah. It's Zelig. And what 1983 movie features Tom Conti speaking Japanese? I don't know who Tom Conti is. I know who Tom Conti is. Dogen. I've heard of this movie. Merry Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which I think stars David Bowie. Whoa. Well done, Tommy. You are crazy. Thank you. You know that. If I'm right. You're out of your fucking mind. I didn't know the answer. I just knew that David Bowie was in that movie. I feel like, should we do what another one? What else is David Bowie card. in Labyrinth? Uh, he's in uh, Last Temptation of Christ. Too, he? he is in, you know, okay, can in I say something that's been bothering Christ, me for Christ. decades? Speaking of Last Temptation Twilight. of Christ and speaking of Dune, we weren't speaking of Dune, but those are two movies where you heard that they wanted either David Bowie or Sting and couldn't get them, so they got the other mm. one. And I don't know why, I don't, who's, who is thinking of Sting and then goes to David Bowie and vice versa? Why are they lumped together as two, beyond cachet, being musicians who are actors? because well, they both, they're yeah. both, they're, kind of, they're, they look, they both have an edge similar. to them, Little but edge. they both, but they both have an, they both can deliver a very uh, cerebral and academic dialogue. Like Bowie can, can do, can sound like an academic and so can Sting. And, in, and do it in an English accent. You watch him in. That's you watch true. him in. In, in last. Is that what you want from Fade Routha from Dune? No, but I'm saying. But if you're looking for kind of like an English, kind of highbrow academic, a- actor mm-hmm. that also has an edge to them. Yeah, they're similar. Yeah, yeah. They're both. They both could Maybe do it's that. The edge there. Yeah, the for. edge. If you're looking for an edge, just go get edge. I just don't like lumping in Sting with David. Why does he Bowie? call himself the Edge? And I hate Why that name. I Sting? fucking hate it. I hate you too. I suck. Edge. Okay, I was what having a long conversation. About? Stop. Why is it? We've talked about this before. Like music that is probably good on some level, but you can't handle it because you know the people are such douchebags. Like you uh, too. For a lot of people, that's I would the argue, Eagles. I would argue For me, it's the Rolling Stones. A very large amount of uh, you too is garbage music too. Sure. I mean, sure. I, I, it's but they, music. you know, they have a handful of songs. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a good yeah, song. That's I'm not going to argue, but I am going to argue because I don't like it. I don't yeah, know which song you said is good. But they're also band. I don't know. Like, um, they have some good songs. With or without you is probably a good, a good song. song. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to hear in the name of love. Good. I don't want to hear. Yeah, it's all garbage. All I want. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah,
Is that just me being prejudiced Maybe, or is it know. me? I, I'm with you though. I'm about exactly the same on the music. They're kind of Joshua Tree. And if it is me being that, prejudiced, good. I like New Year's Day because nobody talks you about it. You know why you hate them? Because they, they were very political. They were very, they were a Christ, they were almost like a Christian leaning band. They put out some stuff mm-hmm. that was, had a lot of meaning to it. And then they went and mm-hmm. did that like, uh, zoo tv and they came out and like they just <laughs> they just totally like came across like I'm, fucking, I'm not gonna do this anymore i'm gonna be a fucking shining fucking star like i just want to be a fucking <laughs> i want to yeah. be just in the spotlight that's that's why people hate it's them. just I, I think it's fundamentally hard to take rich successful people seriously when they are trying to be sincere but about they something. weren't rich when they I mean, <laughs> or I mean, care they about all, people less of less but when they were higher. writing their best music they were struggling and they were from the, you know they, they yeah, were not yeah. for money they weren't hungry anymore mike yeah, just and it went dumb. south i don't know I'm, I'm looking but my question is why do, if, if i can apply that to like you too and i don't know i i feel like the way about the rolling stones a little bit like just don't talk to me about them why am i not that way about something like the eagles who i know at least two of those guys are douchebags and i hate them but i really like the music what what's the difference is it just because it's like a classic rock thing that harkens back to I my really youth i don't know i don't like or, the eagles either i don't know either no god no i know you don't all pre but lebowski See, I, too. I, I like no. them yeah, pre You like the Eagles? Mm. You like I the hated Eagles? the Eagles before it was cool. I do. I, I like I like the Eagles even though it's not cool to like the Eagles. All right. So what are you going to do with that? It was like there's something about I I, my my too. hatred around it revolves around Don Henley. Mm. There's something about Don Henley. Exactly. He, that should be he, enough to make me hate the music. Him and the other yeah, one. But if uh, the music's the, good, the, there's the, people the, I hate where I like the music. Cuz if the music's good, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So okay, so David Howell Evans got the nickname "The Edge" from Bono. Oh. It came from his sharp facial features. That's fun. But also because of his sharper mind and oh. the way he observed things from the edge. It's still dumb. It fucking oh, everybody in like... the band has a nickname. <laughs> Shut up. Sounds like somebody trying to explain something in a comic book. He gave himself that name. I I can guarantee you. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm the it's, Edge. It, they all. It all comes off. You're <laughs> exactly right, Mike. It all comes off as names that they gave themselves. It has a mm-hmm. kind of quality because they're rock and stars, and, and it just doesn't cool. fit. They're just a dumb a rock band. They're just a dumb band. Mm-hmm. I, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like if it's Devo and they have now nicknames, they are, yeah. it kind of makes sense or something. Or if it's yeah, it's part of their brand, part of it's the part thing, of and it's, it's cool. kind of cool or something. I don't know. Yeah, it just I'm with you. Just yeah, think about there's that, bands though. that do there's, that. Think like... about how much more famous U2 is than Devo. It is kind of it's annoying because one of them sucks. It reflects our society. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's not right. It's just not right. Remember when the Pixies opened up for U two? Wanted to throw a fucking chair through the window. Oh, and the now Pixies? nobody, oh, everybody, yeah. now everybody knows. And in time, fifty years, everyone's gonna know by then. Of course, mm-hmm. it's like Solieri. I had tickets to go. I had the tickets for to see the Pixies at I want to say the uh, the Sonic the Sonic Temple the Masonic Temple in Detroit. And then they canceled it because they they got the the slot on the YouTube mm. tour. No, oh, that sucks. Imagine I don't that. like it. Opening for you had to, you had to go go to those depths. You had to open for YouTube in order to get some notoriety. Yeah. Does that mean that we're assholes on some level because yeah. our attitude is I know this is bad and everybody who yeah. loves it and there are a lot of it's them wrong. all these millions of people who love this thing are wrong. No. 
But I, I agree because people, people that spend a lot of time with us, like people that say, you know, you're a snob and you're an asshole about things. <laughs> they hear this and say, yeah, you have your enabling friends that you, you sit here and do nothing <laughs> with your life. And then you fucking, you get, you say shit for everybody it's else. Working for me. There's a good Frank, good Frank Black story, Dan. You, One of our, our friend, mutual friend, John from, from uh, college mm-hmm. was a, you know, you, you got him into kind of some punk music away from his Joe Satriani mm-hmm. shit. And he became a huge Pixies and Frank Black's uh, fan. Mm-hmm. And Frank Black came to Club Detroit in St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. Florida. Small little place. Uh, when we were down there at school, you were already gone mm-hmm. by then. And we went to see him. And John was beside himself. And Frank Black came out of like a door and was like just walking through this little like bar and he had his, and John, go, he said something. He's like, I think he even said like Mr. Black, Mr. Black. <laughs> I just want to say you're, you know, I don't know what he pink. said, but he goes, I, I just want to tell you, I just want to tell you like how influential and he just walked right by him. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And you just, and he just said that his whole life, life just fuck you. He's like, fuck you. You fat fuck. Like he was, just, like, so, <laughs> he was mad at him. Like yeah. he, just well, fa- he was famously yeah. uh, sort of not, he doesn't like to talk. Yeah. But- people and do interviews yeah. and I, that's why i don't like i don't like Call to meet famous people. people we had a fa- we had a friend um was it mike kelly no was it mike kelly the catcher yeah. on our team mike, mike king kelly yeah. yeah king kelly we used to call him nice guy yeah. and he said like his his family or his dad through like uh new pete rose or something like that pete rose is a one of the best baseball players ever lived but he's also an asshole major league asshole mm-hmm. major league mm-hmm. see what i'm doing hey. and uh and he, you know notoriously while he was a manager bet on baseball got yeah. thrown out yeah you know he'd never be in the hall of mm-hmm. fame because of that but he's like oh pete rose is coming to do like and he's going to be in town he's going to be signing autographs do you want to come with me because he'll sign a baseball for us i'm like no i don't want to go <laughs> i don't want to because i don't want to go and have him look at me like as some fucking slug yeah who just wants his fucking signature and, you know, it's like, I don't need to do that. But people just go fucking bananas for shit like that. Yeah. And their whole life, their whole view of them is destroyed after when they find out that, yeah, 90% of them are assholes. Yeah. Right. I was just listening to uh, an interview with uh, Keanu Reeves and he was talking about in Bill and Ted's. He was nicest guy in the world. Nicest guy in the world. And he was in, he was in, uh, you know, Bill and Ted's with obviously uh, 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 George Carlin. And, uh, at some point he, he's like, he worked up the, he's like, could you, could you sign this thing for me? And you're like, Hey, I'm going to mess this up. But he signed it like, you know, fuck you, George Carlin or something. He's like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. Like it was such like a neat, weird, you know, if, and then he re- found out years later, he like signs that to everybody. Uh, he's like, mm, oh yeah. Oh, well. fuck but you. he still yeah. thought it was great. great um, here's another card at a glance at this card. We love this card. There's All right. Quickly. This card. Okay. We're excited quickly. I've yeah, got 15 percent battery movie? left, and I'm too lazy to get up. Oh, geez, so it's not even a time fine. thing; it's an energy yeah. thing. What movie yeah. cast Robert De Niro as a slave trader named Mendoza? Gosh, I don't know. Oh, Mission. Is it the Mission? The Mission. It is the, the mission. mission. Well done. Well done, Michael. Uh, what language does Indy speak first in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? I want to tell. That would be Chinese um, to his buddy uh, Lao She. <laughs> I say buddy in quotes. Because I'm being sarcastic. Be great if the answer was English. Uh, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> he goes hello. What colorful comp. Oh, here. You- <laughs> hello, I'm Indiana English Jones. English asshole. <laughs> English. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it should say. What the hell did you just say? I'm American. 
Yeah, uh, what colorful comedy features the most car crashes ever filmed at one time in Chicago's Blues Daily Brothers. Center? Blues, the Blues Brothers. Brothers. Record breaking. I love Blues that movie. Brothers. Okay. In every way. It's okay. Okay. What movie pits Matt Hunter against the vicious invading forces of the evil Rostov? I have no idea. That's this sounds like Asian a mid eighties, yeah, like, like a Russian Cold know, War movie, yeah, but like with Firefox, stupid, uh, what's stuff. his name? What is it? Walker Texas yeah. Rangers and Invasion USA. Who cares? That is so. That is that is. Uh, it's got to be. You got it right. Yeah. That's a, is, was it Invasion USA? Yeah, it was. That's Chuck Norris. Is it Chuck Norris? Yeah. Oh, he plays Matt check. Hunter. Okay, no, I, I hate Chuck yeah. Norris. What 1984 dud cast Dudley Moore, I see what they did there, as a bumbling scientist and Eddie Murphy as a tank commander? We've discussed that film before, even though I've never seen it. Say it again. Oh, what 1984 dud cast Dudley Moore as a bumbling scientist and Eddie Murphy as a tank commander? And isn't uh, Chevy Chase also in that? And directed by oh, William no, that's Friedkin? Sale of the Century. You're think- oh, that's I'm Sale thinking of the Sale of the Century. And that's Jeffrey Hines. So what's this one? Dudley Moore and Eddie Murphy. Don't know this one. Best defense. Arthur. Boy. Arthur. <laughs> Arthur. Psycho. Um, <laughs> and what song? Marty. Oh, I know. I like this movie. What song does Howard sing in Melvin's truck in Melvin and Howard? That's with uh, Jonathan Demi movie with uh, Paul Lamette and um, Jason Robards. Bye bye Blackbird. I didn't know the answer to that. But that was fun, and that was trivia. Wow. Thank you. What was the plot of this movie? That was, uh, it was Invasion. Howard Hughes. No. It was, uh, I'm talking, oh, Invasion no, USA. I don't give a shit about that. Invasion yeah, USA yeah, is Howard Hughes fighting the Ruskies. Oh, uh, Rustoff was, was Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch played Rustoff. Oh, not the Richard Lynch. Who's the Richard Lynch? I probably I know, know Richard He looks Lynch. like a, he's like a poor man's, uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> okay. I bet I love him. The Billy Baru. Well, all right. Do we have anything else for uh, minute fourteen, or the state of music or film in the in the world right now, or Captain uh, America, Steve Rogers? Um, Dan's battery is about to end, so Mm. that means the show is about to end. Thank you for listening, Mark Campbell. Please join us next time for minute fifteen of Trading Places here on, of course, the Trading Places Minute. It's been a magical minute. It was a stone groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit.